0: People know I'm honestly not sucking my own tit right now, but like I think people don't know like that I'm actually pretty funny.
1: You are? Yeah, I haven't noticed yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well stay tuned. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost adulting. Almost adulting. Are you ready? Hi besties and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. Um, Today, my amazing guest is Katie Maloney. Did I say your last name? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Katie Maloney, she is an actor, reality TV star, a businesswoman, and a future sandwich shop owner. Am I correct? Yeah. It's opening the end of the year.
0: (laughs) Okay, soon.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so maybe next summer.
0: No, no, no. It'll be open soon, like this year sometime. Okay, that's what I read. <laughs> yeah, make <laughs> sure. I Got it right. Did I miss anything? No, I think you even like blew me up a little bit more than I actually am.
1: Okay. So thanks. So all of that, but like a little less. She's not all, <laughs> she's not all of that. <laughs> What's something that you feel like
0: most people don't know about you? I think there's a lot people don't know. I mean, you can't know everything about a person just from like watching them on a reality t- TV show. There's a lot you do know. I mean, it is real life, but I don't think people know. I'm honestly not sucking my own tit right now, but like I think people don't know like that I'm actually pretty funny. You are? Yeah. I haven't noticed yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, stay tuned. I actually like, like to make, like, not like ha-ha, like stand-up jokes, but like I'm, I think I'm just naturally a funny person. Okay. That's what my friends would say about me. Oh, okay. Yeah. What else would your friend say about you? (laughs) I like to, like, nurture. I like to take care of the people that are close to me. Like, I want to, like, if someone's, you know, hurting or, like, sick or going through stuff, like, I really like to take care of the people that, you know, matter to me.
1: I would say from watching the show, even from the earlier episodes, earlier seasons, you always came off as a really good friend that's always taking care of her friends.
0: And I'm a loyal motherfucker, so. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> not everyone is
1: no <laughs> what's your go-to when you're having a bad day like for me for example it's ice cream and korean tv <laughs> <Not> <laughs>
0: <What>? kidding. <laughs> that is the most like niche specific thing ever yeah okay but i'm a bad day it's probably like wine and just like zoning out and like scrolling tiktok or something or just drinking wine and being on tiktok yeah just something just like very mindless and mundane i don't know i just want to kind of like detach from yeah just the rest of the world outside
1: yeah that's how i feel with tv specifically korean dramas (laughs) wow yeah
0: i gotta get into that
1: well because (laughs) it's in korean so i literally have to watch it Mm -hmm. to know what's happening i look away i don't know what just happened
0: that's true so because i have to read the subtitles yeah you gotta be engaged so
1: yeah <laughs> i really got into it lately since you just already said in a way how your friends would describe you how else do you think your but be- all of your best friends would describe you
0: besides like funny and beautiful and smart and loyal and loyal and all that i think i mean but how else i wish we could like call them i feel like i'm on the spot right now the podcast. i know but like i don't i don't know I think yeah. that's kind of covers that.
1: Besides like, okay, if they could describe you in one word, what would it be?
0: Loyal. Probably loyal. I think that would, yeah.
1: Okay, so if I then asked you to describe your friends in one word and I would name your friends, let's see if you can do it. Because I thought this is a good like, <laughs> what are those called? What is it called? Like a uh, icebreaker. I thought this was a good icebreaker okay. to start this off, you know? Yeah. Okay, so Lisa prompt.
0: One word. Like Chic. Chic, right? Yeah,
1: expensive. Sheena. <laughs> bubbly and-
0: <laughs> it's, it's That's the first thing that came
1: to mind. Stossy. Also loyal. Very. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Tom Schwartz.
0: Oh god. Ha. Huh. Huh. Maybe that's more. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> um, Golden Retriever.
1: <laughs> Aw.
0: Ariana. Tenacious.
1: Tom S.
0: Oh my god. Menace,
1: (laughs) Lala. She's strong. Yes, I can see Mm -hmm. that. Jay Taylor. (laughs) God, Jax. Uh, Jay Jax. Does he go? Which one does he go by? Is it Jax? Jax. 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 Um, he's. I
0: don't even have a word for him. Um,
1: undescribable. (laughs)
0: Loud. (laughs) Okay, Kristen. She's very caring, nurturing. Yeah. One word. Caring. Caring. (laughs) Yes.
1: Okay. Last one, Rachel. Elusive. (laughs) (laughs) Those are words. Okay. Okay. What's something you wish people asked you more often? How are you? You know what's so sweet? I started asking this question recently with uh, people that come on the show and it's been very endearing to hear the same answer every time and it's it's so sweet, but at the same time, it breaks my heart because it's a reminder how people don't ask that often at all. No, yeah, or like, how are you feeling? You know, just it's crazy. The same answer every time now, mm-hmm. and that breaks my heart. How are you? I'm
0: okay. I've definitely been better. Okay, just like I feel like very anxious and stressed and (laughs) to start, you know.
1: Why do you feel so anxious and stressed?
0: I feel like there's a lot of pressure right now. I mean, like trying to open up a business is like no joke. There's, you know, so much is not up to you. If, If it was all up to me and I could just like snap my fingers and make it all happen, like I would, you know, there's just a lot of, there's so many hoops to jump through and things just feel like impossible at times and so many things that you can't foresee and you can only prepare for so, so much, you know, like like we were definitely prepared for there to be obstacles and, and difficult times and for it to not go according to plan. But there's so many things that you can't prepare for. Yeah. And once you get to it, you're like, what do I do? And you can feel helpless at times. So there's definitely like that aspect that you just feel like helpless at times. You're like, what do I do? And you just feel like there's no, like you just feel stuck. Yeah. You don't know how to get yourself past it, you know? So you just got to, like remain hopeful, I guess, and trust the process and trust that the universe is going to have your back, I guess.
1: Yeah, it is the most stressful thing when things are out of your control. It's so hard for me to deal with that. But I feel like once I just release it and I just tell myself it's going to work out, then eventually things fall into place. But I hate leaving things up to other people in the universe, but it's literally what you have to do. God, yeah. Yeah. Are you referring to your sandwich shop or Mm. are you referring to another business?
0: No, this, yeah, sandwich shop stuff. Yeah.
1: It's one thing to start a business where it's not tangible, but it's an actual business with the location, Mm -hmm. all that. That's, I can't even imagine just the licenses and finding the location and the
0: rent payment for that. Yeah. That stuff is like almost like the easy stuff. It's like, it's the other, the minutia of it all. What would you say the hardest thing about starting a business is? There's not one thing, I don't think. I mean, this is, this was something that neither myself or Ariana had ever done before. So the whole thing was a learning curve and we weren't really wanted to, to learn each step of the process. And we worked with consultants to begin with, which was great. You know, we, like even learning the whole like investment process, which was like another language and then just learning like the budgeting and of, of it all, like not going to business school. It's like, it's, it's really difficult to understand the numbers and what it all means and how it breaks down over time. And where do you even begin? Like That's it's, it's, true. you're looking, you're standing there looking up at like this giant mountain and you're like, where do I begin? Cause it's, it can be very overwhelming when you keep looking up and seeing how like much further you have to go. You have to just kind of just break it down. Yeah. It's like little tiny steps. Has it
1: been hard to go into business
0: with someone you're so close with?
1: Cause I always say, don't do that. Honestly,
0: no. Ariane and I, like we, we've gotten closer over time and through this process and like what she just like went, went through obviously this past year, but we work really well together. We're kind of like the same person in in how we make decisions and we meet on the same page often. So like, it's actually been really positive experience.
1: That's really good. Yeah. Is that something you would say you're super excited for?
0: Is that kind of the next step for you? That feels like a new chapter? Yeah, no, 100% because I, I, I mean, I've tried so many different things and avenues so far. And I think it's great. I think it is important in in your development and growth as a, as a person and individual or human, whatever you want to call it, to explore different interests. You know, yeah. I think that's cool. I don't think we need to pick one lane or one career and stick with that. I think if you're not happy doing something, you know, change or mix yeah. it up. And so for a while, I felt like stuck. And I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. And I was like, well, why am I neglecting the one thing I have been doing? And that is being in restaurant and food industry for my my entire life, you know? And so picking something that was on a smaller scale and more manageable, I mean, even though it is still a massive undertaking to open up a place, was really kind of like became a no-brainer. And so um, I'm really excited about it. And I feel like it has so much potential to be just, you know, not just one location and one space, you know, there's branding opportunities and there's that's really cool there's a lot of room to grow I think so we just got to get this one spot open so we can have some proof of concept here and then we can see where it can
1: go do you feel proud of yourself how far you guys have come so far with all the planning and it almost opening soon
0: (laughs) yes so far I mean even though we haven't opened yet I do feel really proud of us because like especially where we started until now it's like it's Massive, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot, most people, I would say, have an idea, but they never follow through with the idea. You guys actually picked up and you're, you started doing it. And how would you know what you're meant to do or what you're good at if you don't
0: try? I think most of the battle is just even beginning the process. So,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you're so scared to fail. I mean, who isn't?
0: <laughs> yeah. And I am definitely one of those people that is like risk adverse. Like, I am so scared of feeling at, at stuff. And I am like, Not total perfectionist, but when I do something, I want to, I want to like ace it. I want to knock it out of the park and I want to do it really well. Of course. And so when it's something that is highly, highly ambitious, it terrifies me.
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, when you started talking about it, your face lit up. So I think you are doing what you're meant to do. I think so too. And you sound really excited about it. So I can't wait to. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to have vegan options? Of course. I'm not vegan, but
0: Yeah, no, sure. we are not going to alienate like majority of our clientele and, and the demographic at least in LA who are just, like gluten-free and vegan and all that. Yeah. And I think there's I think there's so much to explore with those options too that people who, you know, maybe aren't vegan or aren't vegetarian that would really enjoy that isn't boring necessarily, but using like fresh produce and those types of ingredients that you can get creative and have fun with as well.
1: What's your favorite sandwich?
0: I really love the Greek salad sandwich.
1: Greek salad
0: sandwich? Mm-hmm. What is that? So it's, I mean, you know what's in the Greek salad? It's uh, <laughs> tomato and cucumber and olives and feta and olive Oh, olives. so that's just in the sandwich. Yeah. This, but. So it's like it's, it's in it between bread, basically. And oh. And it just like feels.
1: I should try that. I don't love salads, but when there's bread added, mm. I suddenly like it. It's more substantial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite sandwich is smoked turkey with cheese, provolone, and then tomatoes. And I like mayo and mustard. And um, I don't know. Anything
0: else I'll add, I like that. I That's like it. a solid like deli sandwich. We're going to have a spicy turkey sandwich. And then I my other like favorite, favorite, favorite is a spicy Italian. It's like a sottosata sandwich. So it's like a, a, a spicy like kind of like a salami, really. It's salami pork. I can't have that. Oh, also, so You shouldn't I'm sorry. have that. <laughs> i But yeah, yeah we, w- we just want to do like really, n- nothing that's overcomplicated. Yeah. N- nothing with too many ingredients. Not like a fat style, like, no offense to that, but like where it's like this like over the top, like, yeah. <laughs> like ridiculous. Can You know, you need like an antacid with a no huge subs, but just like really nice, manageable, <laughs> artisanal style sandwiches.
1: Yeah. Well, no, it makes sense. And you, I mean, that's really cool. It's scary. I can't imagine the, all the work that goes into opening mm-hmm. a place. Kudos to you. And I'm very excited for the opening. Hopefully you invite me. Oh yeah. You're <laughs> invited. Okay. I'll be there. I'm <laughs> um, okay. Well, it's something you wish people would stop asking
0: you. When is a sandwich shop opening? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. I didn't ask you that. I know people are excited and they want to come and I, and I know it like they mean well and it and they are excited. So I I, I love that they're asking. It stresses asking. you out. And I know why they're asking and it makes me excited and that there's interest there. So of course I am, I love that people are asking. Yeah. But it's like I don't have an answer. Yeah. And it is stressful because it's like, ooh, it just is a, it's a reminder to me that like you haven't, it's not there it's yet. It's not there
1: yet. That's and how I feel. It's hard, yeah. When people ask me about something that I have going on and I get irritated, where I'm like, I don't want to talk about it, it's because I don't have it done yet. So then it stresses me out to think about it.
0: Mm-hmm. So I guess I can relate. Did you ever have an idea how the show would be such a hit? Honestly, no, I think we, like when it was presented to us, we knew that it was a great opportunity, obviously, and we knew that. Oftentimes shows, you know, they they go one season or maybe two, and yeah, not really beyond that. So we're just like, we may as well just make the best TV possible. Leave it all, you know, on the floor.
1: How much of reality TV shows is real?
0: I mean, I can't speak for other shows, but I mean, with our show, like, it's all real. Like, I mean, I wish it would be easier to say it's not, because maybe slightly less embarrassing. (laughs)
1: Do you feel like people sometimes start drama because
0: they want more TV time? I think there's definitely people who have done that, it's so obvious. And I think sometimes those things often don't like really play very well. That makes sense. What would you say your all-time favorite
1: memory from all 10 seasons?
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, our trips are always fun and memorable. When we went to Puerto Vallarta, that trip was just a ton of fun because I think for the most part, we were all pretty much getting along back then. So we were all just like really able to just like have a really good time. Yeah. And we did this like ATV thing through like the jungle forest. And I ended up getting Montezuma's Revenge, like while we're still on a trip. That wasn't as fun, but you know, but you ended up getting what? Montezuma's Revenge. Like that's what they call it. I somehow consumed some water. What is that? Like bad stomach? Oh,
1: oh, it's Same. when everything comes out of every everywhere.
0: Well, uh, luckily not everywhere, but <laughs> definitely one, one of the areas was not happening. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, okay, that sucks. I <laughs> went ATVing years ago when I was way younger with one of my exes. It I can't pronounce the word porta. Vallarta. yeah, yeah. Can't pronounce it, but I did that, and in the middle of our ATVing. The instructors stopped all of our ATVs, turned them off, and they said, you have to pay us this amount extra or we're not taking you back. And it started to get <gasps> dark outside, so we had to pay extra.
0: Oh, my God. So
1: we all had to pay more. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're not going to say no. It was getting dark outside, and they turned off all of our ATVs. So we gave them more money to go back home.
0: What kind of, like, operation was this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where did you find <laughs> I don't know. I
1: feel like I just always have the craziest stories that almost seem unbelievable, but maybe I'm just, that's just my luck. But for me, it's so funny. <laughs> no one around me finds my, like the experience is funny. But for me, I'm like, oh, great. Funny experience to remember. I was like, this is how I die. <laughs> yeah. I never think like that. I'm just like, this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I guess your experience was worse than mine.
0: Yeah, no, shitting yourself is definitely always more fun Yeah, than impending doom.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say your least favorite memory on the
0: show is from all 10 seasons? Oh, I probably have a lot more of those. Having your whole like relationship play out. Well, Tom and I were together before the show.
1: For 12 years, right?
0: Yeah. And so we got engaged, married, and then obviously like our divorce played out. Last season was a particularly difficult season. I don't know if that's like my worst like memory, but it wasn't a good time. So I mean, anytime like I was like having to have like arguments with him or anything, it it was frustrating and hard because I just knew like this isn't going to be fun to have to like go back and talk about When we have to sit like in our interview chairs, you know, and go over like how I was feeling in that moment and all that and then have to like watch it back. And it's just like those moments weren't particularly fun to have in real time to have to talk about and then have to rewatch. It was like having to like live it over and over again. Do you watch the show ever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We film, you know, hours we film a lot more than what makes it in because you think about it we film like nine ten weeks and then they have to let's say it was like 15 episodes for 45 minutes that's that's not that's nowhere near like what the amount that we film so like I have to know like what's actually being shown
1: that doesn't, that <laughs> I can't just sense. be
0: like it's not enough to say like oh yeah I remember I lived and also there's stuff that I wasn't there for so you yeah know, I I, it's not just about me it's about like what's actually you know I don't know what's being said about me
1: So have you ever watched your show for the first time and suddenly found out something that you had no idea was happening?
0: Oh, my God, yeah. Especially, like, last year, I remember, um, you know, because Tom and I, like, we talked about, like, you know, being friends and trying to, you know, post-divorce and everything and respecting each other and boundaries and just, like, having that friendship, respect between one another. And then to see him talk about me in a way that was just very like disrespectful and derogatory. And then, and him having conversations with, you know, Sheena and Rachel about me, it was just like, that was a little surprising because I didn't, I didn't know that that was happening Amika, let's get clinical. So the other
1: night I went out on a date and I swear I would not have been able to feel as confident as I did if it wasn't for Amika's dry shampoo that I feel like saved my hair because I didn't have time to really style it and it felt a little oily and gross and I didn't have enough time to shower. So I used their dry shampoo and okay, it was amazing. I swear to God, get ready for a good night out when you use Amika's clinically proven shampoo and conditioner duos, their dry shampoo, their nourishing mask, because their science-baked formulas are powered by nourishing naturally derived ingredients with no nasties that deliver visibly whoa worthy results for every hair type. And they're kind and they're clean before it was a thing. Amica is a vegan and cruelty-free and plenty positive it's Sephora and B Corp certified. They have so many good products. I use all of them. I don't know how I ever left my house without them. Like I said, I love their hair mask. I swear by their dry shampoo. Their products just bring shine and life to my hair. So right now you can shop all of my favorites at loveamika.com adulting and you will get 20% off of your order. Again, that is 20% off discount that will be automatically applied at the checkout if you use my link, which is loveamika.com adulting. OK, it cannot be combined with other offers and it expires on November 1st. So go get it now, besties. What do you think hurts more, finding out somebody that you loved or shared that space with talking badly about you or the embarrassment knowing everyone else knows what that person also
0: said about you? It's, it's all humiliating at the end of the day, but I don't care about the opinions of people I don't know. Like, I can't really put any weight into that or value behind it the only person I can hold accountable is the person that, you know, I was... You shared a relationship with. exactly. What would you
1: say something you wish never aired on the show?
0: Okay, I wish it never aired because it was taken highly out of context was when I told Tom that his penis didn't work.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, that's what... (laughs) The fact that I remember that moment, that's...
0: Yeah. Because I didn't mean it as to, like, shame him, like, or say, like, your penis actually doesn't work because we were talking about how... I felt like he always blames me for all of our problems. Like I was like, I'm like, you're always like kind of pointing the finger at me of like, I'm the reason why we fight. Or I'm, the, I'm like, what if I said like the reason why we don't have sex is because your penis doesn't work. Like, that's not fair. Like, oh. like we're we're both to blame for the problems that we have. That is not how I got. I, yeah, I no, got I know. <laughs> no one, nobody knows because it just, it really didn't come out or get, you know, shown that way. But that's, that was like the context of what I meant. So Got God, it. I just wish like that was not put in there at all because that's not how it was meant.
1: But that's so nice of you that you want to you wish that part didn't air, even though now you know about
0: your partner, ex-partner speaking ill of you last yeah, season. I just want to say that about a person because it's not how I meant it or how I felt. <laughs> it's like highly taken out of context.
1: Yeah, it did make for good TV. I'm not going to lie. I like I feel like that meme goes around now for like for the, for the rest of your life. It's gonna go around. True. I've seen it. No. What's a lesson that you feel like you've learned from doing reality TV?
0: I think it's mostly about to just like live like very authentically, like to really tell the truth. I think when you try to self-produce or try to hide things about yourself or your life, it's better just to be exactly who you are and not care what that looks like or what it's going to mean. Because again, the opinions of the people that are watching or whatever just don't matter at the end of it. I know it can be difficult to read certain things or hear certain feedback, but again, like they're not people that should matter. And they matter because they're, you know, fans and they're watching that they don't matter. But like the only opinions that should matter are people that matter to you.
1: No, I agree. As long as you're true to yourself, when you keep pretending to be someone else, I mean, eventually everyone gets tired of pretending. There's Mm -hmm. only so long you can do it. So then you can't help it. And also if you keep lying, I forgot what they say about that, um, a quote or whatever, but you don't have to remember how to tell the truth. But if you always have to remember your lies, but the truth it just, that's so much easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're just being exactly who you are, I think that also comes across like more relatable and endearing. You know, I think what's the point of like being like, well, I really want to come across as this person who's this way. It's like, for what though? You want yeah. to be a hero, you want to be the victim, you want to be the cool person, you want to be this. It's just like, just be who you are. It's hard though. It's
1: I think it's so much easier for people to sit behind a TV and judge other people when they're watching. Oh, well, I would never do that. None of us have cameras on us. 24 not i wouldn't say 24 Some, but as long as you guys film it's mm-hmm. hours and hours eventually people may forget they're filming or you know they're having a bad day and then you end up filming on a bad day and great that's going to be on tv now
0: but when you're honest about your flaws and your insecurities and your shortcomings or your strengths or when you're just honest about like all those parts of you people see themselves in those parts of you as well that is so true so like that's so true. We're, we're we're all complicated messes at the end yeah. of the day. Like, and we're on reality TV. We're not here to be pillars of virtue by any means. Like, but I think it's representative of just like the human condition of where we're at in life at different times.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Because I even feel that I hold myself to such a high standard, and. I always strive for perfection, even though I can never achieve it. But when we were sitting here and talking, every time you spoke about feeling anxious or how scared you are with starting your business and all those other emotions that I pretend that I don't want to have, those are the moments I felt the most touched. And oh my God, I can relate to her. Okay, Wow. Mm-hmm. So I, it's so true. I forget that that's where people connect to you the most. Not when you are trying to achieve something and you're like, "I'm perfect. I'm the best. Yeah. I can never make a mistake." You're yeah, like, "Oh yeah,
0: I have it all together. I have it all figured out." No, no, no one you does. Don't. Yeah, and don't, like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I do. Cause that's I good. Don't.
1: Yeah. So I guess you've gotten used to being on reality TV at this point. So all you can be is yourself.
0: Yeah. No, it'd be exhausting to sit here and pretend that like. Um any <laughs> Yeah. Any other way, I guess.
1: Speaking of relationships, um, how's divorce going?
0: G- <laughs> it's good now. Like wait, our divorce is finalized uh almost a year ago. It was last October. So almost yeah, it's crazy. Time flies. So
1: <laughs> I was gonna make a joke now. I feel bad for <laughs> making that joke. What? But well, I looked up your zodiac signs oh. and I noticed that you're a Capricorn.
0: I'm a Capricorn, yeah. Pisces rising, and Aries moon.
1: Right. But Tom, he's a Libra, and that's not compatible. Do you think that's why it didn't work out?
0: No, I don't think that's why. <laughs> I think he's because he's also he's got a lot of Libra, so it's like almost too much air. That was part of it. Listen, I think you could be compatible with. I know. I was whatever. joking. You guys were together <laughs> for twelve years. I oh got. I was starting to get like really like into it all, <laughs> into the astrology. Of oh, it all. you were. Yeah, we're compatible. I'm a Scorpio. Oh, you're a Capricorn. I, I like some Scorpio. I suppose they were supposed to be with, like a Taurus, but like Taurus, or like Virgo. I've, I don't think Virgo men exist. I've never met a Virgo man.
1: They're so boring. I can't. Between, when I did, when I did my research for my podcast to talk about zodiac signs, <laughs> between the three earth signs, Capricorn and Taurus are on the romantic side and the loyal side, and Virgo men were the least uh, romantic compared to the other two earth signs. And Virgo men tend to look at, at everything in a negative way, how it will always be ending. That's what this is just based on the research that I did on on men and zodiac signs.
0: <laughs> Maybe you need more emotional signs. I love like a water sign. Or be a water. Oh yeah, or like a fire. Yeah, you could be with but it always Aries. But every time I turn around, Libra and Gemini. Libra Gemini. Really?
1: Air, air. air oh, air you know what everywhere. it can be? My first boyfriend was a Gemini and This is silly, but they say that whatever your rising is, it means that whatever the opposite then of the rising is going to be the sign you end up being attracted to. Okay. So my rising is a Sagittarius, which means my descendant or whatever it's Mm -hmm. called is a Gemini, which means I'll be drawn to people that act like a Gemini. So then I will be drawn to somebody that has a rising that's a Gemini or their zodiac sign is Gemini. So
0: your rising is? Is Pisces. Pisces. Oh no, wait. What's oh, wow. the opposite of Pisces? I'm looking it up right now. Libra. I don't like this. Pisces? Is it Virgo? I don't think so. I think it's No, that's of Cancer. The Pisces is Virgo.
1: Oh, Virgo. So I was right.
0: Yeah, but I've never met a Virgo. So maybe that's
1: what you keep people telling you to go for Virgo. Yeah, but oh. But maybe they're rising as a Virgo. Or they're I don't know. I oh, dated whatever, whatever. <laughs> their rising is, is. Yeah, so you'll be drawn to people
0: that act like a Virgo.
1: I don't know what that means. I don't <laughs> actually. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, we, So far, it's just Geminis and Libras all over the place. So.
1: Geminis and Libras. Well, it would make sense if your ex was a Libra. Usually, I date similar th- traits to whoever I dated last at first. That's just for me. I don't know.
0: <sighs> <sighs> yeah, it's, d- dating is real. It's a real joy.
1: It can be. No, it's the, obviously the breaking up is less fun. You and Tom, you were
0: on and off through your, or were you fully on forever? In the first like couple few months, like we broke up once for like two weeks. But But then
1: after that, fully on? Okay, that's even more painful.
0: Mm. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'm okay. No, it's, it's, no it oh, really wow. sucks, it sucks for you. For you. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> okay, oh, no.
1: um, Okay. so I don't know why. I also then was looking at in the beginning. It's one thing when you break up. It's another thing when you go through a divorce. Do you feel like now that that's final, it's the end for you and Tom? Yeah, very okay. much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at what point did you realize that the relationship was ending? Like, was there a specific point for you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I held on to that relationship, obviously, because I, you know, I was in love with him and I was, you know, envisioning, planning, wanting the future, you know, everything with him. I think I was also very much like broken. My confidence and self-worth and everything was very much broken down obviously there was like infidelity and cheating and stuff that happened. And he blamed a lot of it on me as well. And I just took it. I was like, okay, I never felt prioritized. He didn't really have my back or defend me or make me feel supported or hurt, you know, and I just wanted that validation from him. So I kind of made myself smaller in ways, you know, and it's just like, I lost myself. I was very much like a shell of a of a woman and it took me kind of working on just myself in general, not really f- because of all that, but just like I wasn't feeling great in my body and just in general. And so I was just kind of like wanted to like boost my own confidence, I think, and just kind of like just start working on myself. And it was almost like waking up inside of yourself and being able to finally like take a look at your life from like a bird's eye view or just like yeah. <laughs> from a different perspective. And I was just like, this like, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what have you been doing? Like, you're not like happy. This isn't what you want. Like you want a full like life. You want more than this. And you, you know, you deserve it. You know, you're not getting what you want. You know, you're not being loved in the way you deserve to be loved. This isn't the kind of marriage you wanted. You want somebody that is going to like put you, you know, on a pedestal in, in the way you deserve, not like be like obsessed with you, but a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, why not? I <laughs> yeah. think what it, the needs of people have, there's always that one person that's going to be there f- to give them what they're looking for. Yeah. I think we're ever really asking for too much.
0: I was not asking for the world. I was yeah. asking for someone just to, to show up for me and they couldn't over and over and over again. And so I just like, it just became like a voice that became louder and louder and louder. And I just like, I couldn't deny it anymore. And it was over like you know, months, a period of months and months and months. And so I just got to a point where I was like, I just need to like be real with myself and real with him. And I just, I kind of just knew it. I became like emotionally withdrawn. I knew that like, I still loved him, but like the love between us, that like connection, that romance was like not there anymore.
1: When did you start working on loving yourself? Was it during your relationship with him or after?
0: It was during.
1: The more you start loving yourself, the more you became strong enough to to yeah. end it.
0: Yeah. Once you start like loving yourself, you realize the love you weren't getting from the person that should be loving you. Because
1: you start giving to yourself. Yeah. That's so sad, but it's so true. Yeah. I was in my twenties, I was with someone on off for eight years and only towards the end when I created daddy issues and I started becoming really into that and I started finding myself. I can relate to the cheating part because I remember I used to blame myself about that. I was just like, well, if I gave him more affection, I didn't grow up with affection. So like, I don't know how to get show him affection. Of course, he's going to go to someone else. It's my fault. When I created daddy issues and I started finding myself and loving myself. I remember his last thing to me was you're running that meme account. That's not very wife material of you. I mean, I could never marry someone that runs something like that. So I was like, okay, then obviously you're not for me. And Mm. then I finally left and thank God. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Ew. yeah, but I can totally relate when you finally love yourself, you finally realize, like, this is not love, like, what I have with this person.
0: Yeah, I don't need this, I, I can go find more.
1: Yeah, well, that's amazing. That I'm hopefully anyone that's listening. I mean, I got chills just hearing everything you were saying. I mean, that's really inspiring, and that's people don't realize how hard it is to walk away, regardless if there's infidelity or anything like that it's so hard to walk away from something you that's all you know for 12 years
0: yeah well even if there's not infidelity even if it's just like if you feel isolated and alone and it's just and you're just like unhappy like you don't have to stay in something just because you you know I know it's like people put a lot of emphasis like there's vows you got to work on it but like if someone's not willing to do the work on themselves and do the work with you like it's not gonna change they're not gonna change it's not gonna get better When you're putting in the work on yourself and you want to improve and you want to, you know, grow and elevate and they're not going to do that with you, then you have a choice to make. You can go on and be happy and maybe possibly find someone that's going to treat you right or you can stay and you're going to keep getting the same kind of bullshit from them. So, Do you
1: feel like knowing what you know now, you should have left sooner
0: We can like woulda coulda shoulda all day. Right. It's it's hard. It's hard to look at it from that kind of perspective. Because yeah, probably that's probably. And like maybe we should never have got married. And but but like I don't think I would have the same kind of confidence and certainty. And I don't think I'd feel the way I do about myself and everything that I do now if I didn't go through all that. I think I had to go through it to get to where I am now. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't feel like I I don't feel like I lost years or lost time or wasted anything. Or I don't think I did. Sometimes I'm someone that needs to, like, see something through to the bitter end.
1: Yeah, I'm like that, too. All, like, to the end. Yeah. Like, I'm like, but we should make it work. We should try. And it's, normally I'm always thankful when whoever I'm dating that they finally give up on me. Because afterwards, I'm like, what a blessing that that person gave up on me because I would have held on to them for so long. Thank yeah. God they did me a favor.
0: Well, the lesson in that, too, is knowing that, like, I'm not going to do that again either. That like, I'm going either. to, like, never, like, try to make something work that doesn't work either. Like, I'm yeah. I'm going to, like, walk away from something that isn't right for me. Yeah. Sooner than I have to. It's like, if it's not right, this don't try to make it work.
1: Okay, you guys, I want to tell you about this underwear that I'm literally obsessed with. I just can't keep it to myself anymore. I'm not going to gatekeep it because it's just too good. It's the Fits Everybody Collection by Skims, and I feel like it's their best-kept secret i normally don't even wear underwear it used to be really uncomfortable it would give me a wedgie but now i'm obsessed with wearing their underwear because it literally feels like a cloud i wear it under my short dresses my skirts and even now with my pants because it's my fits everyday underwear it literally feels like you're wearing nothing and not just their underwear (laughs) i'm obsessed with everything they have in that collection it's literally truly life-changing especially if you're like me and you have a big chest or if you have a small chest but for me having a big chest is so hard for me to find even bras that fit me it was such a struggle for me for so long i'm a 32 triple d sometimes more than a 32 triple d and trying skims after all of the hype was so worth it i've been now wearing skims bras and underwear from their fits everybody collection for over a year now. I have a couple of their fits everybody race back bras because it's the only bra that I feel like supports my boobs and then doesn't hold them too tight. Their fits everybody bras are literally the best for my body shape and I believe for everybody's body shape. So it's time to let go of your bra that you've been holding onto for the last 12 years because you couldn't find another one that fits you. And check out their Fits Everybody bras and underwear from their Fits Everybody collection by Skims. Skims is creating the next generation of underwear for everybody. Okay, <laughs> well, some of my favorite picks are their scoo burlet clay, their crossover burlet, their race back burlet, their t-shirt bra, their dipped front thong, literally everything. I mean, I'm obsessed with skims. The Fits Everybody collection of underwear is super lightweight and molds to your body. The buttery soft fabric stretches to twice its size without ever losing shape, meaning you get a perfect fit every time. And they're available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. Believe the hype. Skims has over 100,000 five-star reviews for a reason. The Fits Everybody Collection and More Perfect Fit Essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus, you can get a free shipping and orders over $75. So after you place your order, be sure to let them know that I sent you by selecting Podcasts in the survey, almost adulting and be sure to select my show in the drop-down menu that follows because it'll really help my show. And then Skims will continue to hire me because I'm obsessed with them. Love you, besties. Was it still very hard letting go emotionally of a partner and your best friend of 12 years, even though you've now you've learned to love yourself? You know, this isn't the right fit. You know, it's time. You feel proud of yourself for loving yourself. But was it still difficult emotionally to to part ways. Oh,
0: my God. Well, yeah. Especially to, to detach from them was right. really difficult. You know, we want to be friends and we're friends now. But, like, I had a, a very hard time detaching from him because staying friends was very easy. And maybe it wasn't the best choice because, yeah, trying to untangle and detach all those years and memories and everything was really hard. So we separated in, like, February. And then... Moved out in June because we still stayed in our house because it was like we had all these repairs to do, anyways. But um and then when we sold our house, like we closed on our house, and it was also what would have been our like sixth wedding anniversary in the same week.
1: Oh, so that was like
0: really hard time. And then like going through like the first like holiday season last year like was really difficult. Like all of those like first in the first year were really hard. But like now I'm like it's doing so much better that I've like you know done work and like work through those emotions and work through like all those like feelings and like really kind of like sat with them and you know ask yourself like the questions of like
1: what do you think really helped you get through is a a friends that you need or is it just alone time or korean
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's all of it whether it's therapy alone time friends just also just soul searching and introspective work you know like it's just putting like the faith in yourself i think do you still have
1: bad days sometimes where you're suddenly missing your best friend or you, you pick up your phone to tell something to… Well, maybe when you guys were trying to part ways or you just mm-hmm. don't really do that anymore?
0: Um, Maybe last year more so. Yeah. This No, not anymore. Now I'm very much… After New Year's, like once my birthday came, I don't know there was there was definitely a turning point where I was like, I'm good. I think when I started watching the show, yeah, that's what i saw. seeing, like how he was behaving and seeing how he was talking about, like I was just like, this is so gross to me. Like I, I kind of started to resent him a little bit, and that was a gift. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, that was helpful. Well, because.
1: When you're missing someone, when you go through a breakup and you um, go through withdrawals, since it's like a drug, love is a drug, Mm -hmm. and you go through actual real withdrawals, you start to fantasize of... Only the good memories and fantasies and all that. So then when you have to sit and watch and you see the person that you just romanticize in your brain on all your good moments and they're speaking poorly of you. I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. It's not the person that I know. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's that is part of him.
0: Yeah. It's part
1: of his personality. He has a few parts.
0: It was even easier for me too when I would like have those like little moments of like I missed him. And it would there would be something just as quick that would come to my mind of like. Oh, yeah, no, but this is why we're not together. Like, I, I didn't, those moments didn't last very long. You seem very grounded. Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then I, when I started dating, you know, I, was da- I wasn't really, like, dating last year. I was, like, kind of just, like, going out and maybe, like, whatever, hooking up with people. But this year when I, like, actually started dating, like, not, like, seriously, but, like, actually dating seeing people and, like, having, like, being more open and vulnerable to those things also was a huge turning point because like I've had like, you know, little mini heartbreaks along the way too. So it's like, it's just like, I'm definitely much like more past all of that because of
1: the first person you date that heartbreak ends up somehow hurting even more supposedly than breaking up with your ex. But I don't know if that's true.
0: It's just different. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that does make
1: sense. What advice would you give someone that's currently going through a heartbreak, whether it's a
0: divorce or a heartbreak? Oh, my God. (laughs) Just remind yourself that like in whether it's a few months or a year, it's not going to matter. I mean, it's going to matter a little bit, but it's like it's not going to matter as much as it matters now.
1: But that's with anything. yeah. Yeah. With anything that you're stressed out about. What's something that you feel like your ex, Tom, taught you from the
0: relationship with him? He definitely taught me that I need to put myself first. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I prioritized him in our relationship way more than I ever prioritized myself. It's a delicate dance. It's balanced in relationships because you obviously want to be considerate of the person you're with and think of them in your plans and in life and things like that. But I totally lost myself. So and I never want to do that again.
1: What's something then that you feel like you learned about yourself from the relationship or from 2022?
0: That I'm a brave person and that I can land onto my two feet and i you know, that I'm, I'm strong. I'm a tough bitch.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you are very tough. So for anyone out there that is currently going through a breakup, do you think it's possible to be friends with your ex?
0: I think it is, but I think you need to heal first. I don't think, I wouldn't recommend doing that (laughs) straight away.
1: Yeah. That's, I don't ever think that's a good idea. I agree. But what are some tips for people if they wanted to remain
0: friends with their ex? Boundaries are healthy and I think it's okay to ask for them. And if they can't meet them, then they don't deserve your friendship.
1: Do you think it's going to be hard for you, uh, with next season? If, I don't, obviously I don't know what's going to happen next season, if you had to then watch it and you saw Tom date someone or fall in love with someone, do you think it'd be hard to watch that?
0: No, I don't think at this point. It's, you know, it's bound to happen at some point. It's going to just be like a little awkward, maybe. I don't know. 12 years of somebody isn't insignificant. And especially when you saw yourself spending the rest of your life with someone to see someone kind of like be with someone else in a weird way, but I don't know. I think... He's already kind of, like, had this, like, weird sort of situation with someone so far, and it's weirded me out a little bit, but I'm just kind of, at this point, used to it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, you seem
1: so beyond it. Do you feel like because some of your friends were also going through a breakup at similar times as you, was easier than for all you guys together to be there for each other?
0: I think, yeah, I honestly, I think so. I mean… It definitely like shook things up and changed the whole dynamic between the group. And so I definitely felt isolated and alone last year. But now like Tom and Ariana breaking up, it's like, all right. You're like, thank God. I'm kidding. (laughs) What a blessing. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it is a blessing for For, her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, were you surprised by how positive reaction you guys got from so many women being supportive of the two of you leaving your partners?
0: No. Okay, great. (laughs) I think it was accurate. I mean, (laughs) it was overwhelming and in in a really great way. Like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't surprising because it's like, "Mm, these guys suck. No, but it is overwhelming and it was so, like, very nice. I mean, when you're going through something like we all have been through breakups and, like, imagine having an outpour of, like, Public support like that, like
1: yeah, hi, that's really right. nice. <laughs> Especially because doing reality TV for so long, you probably are used to getting loads of hate, and this always comes in waves, right? Yeah,
0: to have like the complete opposite end of the spectrum of just like an outpour of like love and support was like very, very nice. That was really sweet. So, what's your type now? It's kind of like all over the place. I've just wanted to remain like open to just. People. I just wanted to figure out what I like and what I don't like at this point.
1: From your relationship with Tom, what did you figure out that you don't like? I
0: guess somebody not putting you first. <laughs> I need someone who is um, consistent and reliable and trustworthy and who, you know, can show up for me and make me feel like I'm, you know, seen and heard and supported. And I mean, I feel like that is pretty bare minimum shit. I don't know.
1: What does it mean for you to feel seen and heard?
0: I'm not trying to be like validated all the way by like men being like in a pick me, choose me kind of way. Like I'm definitely- I hate that word, by
1: the way. (laughs) Pick me. The whole pick me thing. No, it's you can blink and then be like, that is so pick me of you that you're blanking
0: so No, but with Tom, for instance, like my, when I'd have like feelings, he'd always, I'd be like emotionally entitled. It's like, no, I want people to be like- I like your feelings are valid. Like I want sure. someone that's like, I see yeah. you. I understand you. I want to be understood. I want someone that's going to try to understand me to, to know me, to understand like, yeah. the things that I need. And
1: what does it mean for you then for
0: someone to show up for you? Exactly that. Like they, they, once they understand the things that I need, that they are showing up, that they're like, their effort is a reflection of their interest in me that I, you know, like if, if you are, interested in me and if you are trying to date me or if we're in a relationship that like I don't have to ask for any of those things that I need you're being intentional in your effort like you are picking up the phone to call you're making plans to see me you go above and beyond those kind of things like I want to be pursued yeah what makes you feel the most loved kind of those same things like when somebody just again does make effort and it's consistent i like consistency a lot yeah that is so important like, it's very attractive when somebody is consistent and when their words match their actions
1: that i agree that i find that very attractive it's so
0: frustrating when
1: you start to notice that words and actions are not matching like,
0: i don't care what you say i don't care how much you tell me you like me show me that exactly like detached people avoidant people are not hot It's not cool to be aloof. Like, I don't care. Like, it's like, I don't chase dudes. Like, I have options. So, like, if you like me and you're telling me you like me, okay, then show it to me. I agree. Pick up the phone and call me. It's not hard.
1: I agree. A lot of times when you're dating in the beginning, sometimes people tend to make the mistake by buying into other people's words, their potential partner's words of somebody... That's what they say. You should be careful if someone always talks of the future because then you end up falling in love with the potential of your relationship because they'll say, oh, next month we should do this. Oh, we should do that. And then you have to pay attention to their actions. Are they actually planning on us going to this picnic they just talked about us doing? Okay. It's been two weeks. They never mentioned it again. Mm-hmm. And the last person I dated, I started to notice that. But in my brain, I was like, V. You're being too much in your dating guru stuff. Like, remove your podcast. <laughs> like, this isn't about that. But I was right. That was all the red flags. I was just not looking. It was mm. all words, no actions.
0: I don't care. Yeah, there'll be someone that just will say, like, I really... They'll tell me all the things that they love about me or the time that we spend together or things like that. But then it's, like, you know, the the pacing of conversations or of texting. And I, and I don't mean to put a lot of emphasis on it, but it's just, like, I something I need is, like, I like hearing from somebody. I like communicating. I mean, who doesn't? I, like, well, I know, <laughs> you but like, someone. yeah, there's somebody that I was seeing recently, or getting, building a connection with. Yeah. And he doesn't live here. So it's like, the phone is paramount in building that connection and like the pacing and in, in which we spoke just kind of changed drastically. And it was just sort of like, you know, and I was like, I miss like your voice. And then like, he's like, I'll call you later. And then he didn't. And I was like, mm. you always have to pay attention to that. You know, then I was like, well, if you wanted to, you would have, and you didn't.
1: Exactly. And that's hard to admit, but it's true because we could have been like, well, he was probably busy and he forgot whether he'll call me tomorrow. But you have to pay attention to people's actions, especially in the beginning.
0: If this is what you're telling me I can expect from you, what is it going to change tomorrow or next week? Or like, show me now. Yeah. You're going to show up for me later. The way they show up in the beginning is exactly how they're going to show up
1: later on. Meaning if they're flaking on dates, if they're canceling and not scheduling something new, they're
0: saying I'll call you later and then they're not. I'm pretty straightforward with people And we can talk We can be direct with one another But I don't want to play these games If you want to play you can go outside But like I'm not the fucking (laughs) one That you're going to like run around with And do this shit with
1: I love that If you want to play you can go outside
0: I'm not 25 years old This might work with like other girls That you're like doing whatever the fuck you're doing this with I'm not the fucking one so
1: Period You know what I will say about you that really surprised me you're way more grounded than I expected you to be. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll add that one to the list then. <laughs> <laughs> and now I wanted to kind of quickly, I ask people to ask you questions and you can say yes or no. You don't have to answer them. Okay. Is she as mean as she seems? Uh, I guess that question is for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> i See, that's another thing. I think people think I'm a lot meaner than my delivery. I kind of just, I don't have like, I don't like bullshit with people really and yeah. sometimes I could work on my delivery or tone but I'm kind of just like
1: Ugh. <laughs> yeah no I, I'm like that too I mean I feel my personality almost overpowers yours but I don't know if that's because I'm
0: the host right now maybe <laughs> you're like excuse but, me yeah I just um, yeah I guess I could be nicer or I don't know you seem
1: really be, nice yeah. to me
0: I am nice that's so she thing. is
1: nice in real life I am <laughs> um this one's really good how do you regain your confidence after such a public shit guy treatment?
0: Giving more love to yourself, you know? Are the Toms gay? That's a good question. That is a good question. No, I don't think so. But I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I don't Truly, I don't think so. <laughs> what is your proudest moment
0: or your best achievement post-divorce? It's so the sandwich shop. I'm very proud of it. I can't wait for it to open.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for you. What's the biggest misconception about
0: you in the show or through your divorce? This whole thing of like, you know, I asked for boundaries with Tom. Like, hey, can you not maybe like make out with people that are on the show with us and think, you know, in the friend group or whatever. <laughs> and then people are just saying like, well, you dumped him. Like you, wow, you're the one that asked for the divorce. So you like, I don't get feelings. I'm like, yeah. I, I can't have feelings and all this, like that was a really frustrating thing that like, it's like, oh, because I, I wanted to get divorced. I, this is like, this is my dream.
1: Yeah. No one gets together with their partner and goes through a whole marriage and buys a home together thinking it's going to end.
0: Yeah. Like I, I wasn't really left with a choice. I wanted to be happy ultimately.
1: Yeah. And eventually you chose happiness
0: with yourself, but it doesn't mean I was like stoked on it. So
1: yeah, it is something really weird. I think we'll always have as women. There's a lot of internalized misogyny, whether we want to admit it or not. But a lot of times when you watch anything in any shows, it tends to be women tend to go after another woman when it comes to like
0: the divorce. Oh, well, what did she do to make them divorce? I'm just like, you all watched our entire relationship play out. And like you saw him like cheat on me and dump drinks on my head and Y'all like basically saw this coming before, yeah. you know, long before I did. And yet you're saying like, I yeah. walked away from him, like, come yeah. on, like a blind him with this. Like, yeah, no, it, it's, it's wild to me.
1: What's the biggest lesson you've learned since uh, Tequila Katie?
0: <laughs> Just to eat a big meal and don't take shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically, I don't know, listen, Tequila Katie, she's still a good time.
1: Yeah, everyone loves Tequila
0: Katie. <laughs>
1: Our skin has a huge effect on our confidence. So if you have acne or you're noticing signs of aging, like me, I have both and I'm 34. (laughs) I personally want to recommend Curology. The reason I love their stuff is because I think it's so hard to find something that works specifically for your skin. You know what I mean? And with Curology, they make a personalized prescription skincare products for you. Curology treats a variety of skin conditions, including acne, clogged pores, fine lines, dark spots, and rosacea. They have a licensed dermatology provider that will prescribe you a personalized formula that addresses your specific skin concerns and skincare goals. And I feel like that's so hard to find with the products that we see every day. And that's why I personally loved using it, because all I needed to do was you go on their website and then you fill out this quiz about your skin. You share photos And then after a consultation with your provider, then they prescribe you a personalized formula based on your skin's unique needs. They have 93% report effective with over 9,000 five-star reviews. And then products are shipped directly to your door. How cool is that? So now, right now, you can get up to six skincare products for free, up to a $50 Value with free shipping and no cost consultation with a licensed dermatology provider when you go to Curology.com slash adulting. So again, go to Curology.com slash adulting. That's curology.com slash adulting C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y. Disclaimer, prescription products are excluded from free product offer, applies only to your first box. Subject to consultation, new subscribers only. See curology.com for full details. Would you ever try dating women? Sure. Yeah. Let
0: open up the dating, you know, pool.
1: Yeah, I agree. At
0: this point.
1: Does she take accountability for being toxic in her marriage and divorce? Oh, that's what we were just talking about the misogyny.
0: Yeah, it takes but two it to takes tango. Two yeah. Like I'm not saying I was, of course, but I, I did the work. I put in the work to try to be a better partner.
1: I agree.
0: That is taking accountability. <laughs> Do you feel any empathy For Rachel,
1: or do you see a point you might feel forgiveness for her? Thank you.
0: I don't know that I can feel empathy for somebody that like consciously made decisions.
1: Especially since you've been cheated on.
0: Yeah. I mean, actively was making a decision every day for seven to nine months almost. I can't empathize with that because I don't, I would never do anything like that.
1: Yeah, so then would you ever forgive her or be nice to her, I guess, then they would I don't ask.
0: think I'm ever going to see her again. I don't even know if that's something okay. I've ever had to, like, worry about.
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that problem solved. If you could speak to the 26-year-old Katie, what would she say to her?
0: Oh, girl. <laughs> like, love yourself. Like, you need to love yourself. Like, do not lose yourself in this.
1: I feel like in your 20s, you just have to learn— all that I feel like in your thirties when you're in your thirties when you really learn how to love yourself.
0: Yeah, I think your twenties I don't think I think that concept is incomprehensible in your twenties. Yeah. Because you think like I don't love myself Look at me It's like you can't conceive of it You
1: love yourself Through other people Through the things you're doing And that becomes your That's your validation Or your whole personality Or who you are Through other things And you don't realize it
0: Yeah I don't think I could have Conceived of that notion Or even how to Love myself In the way that like You truly can give love To yourself What that even means So yeah. But I would still say it
1: <laughs> What's your craziest Dating
0: story Post your divorce hmm. I don't know if it's, like, so crazy, but they're kind of, like, they're all, like, the same, similar thing of, like, I just, I don't understand what is happening now in the in this dating landscape of people that are going on dates and actively dating and, like, acting as if they want to date the fuck out of you, but then turn around and say, like, I'm not looking for anything serious. And it's, like, listen, I'm not trying to, like, wife you up to these guys, like, but, like, what are we doing? I'm not proposing marriage to you or asking you to move in or asking you to be my boyfriend or anything like that. But like, why are you wasting my time? It's always like, it's always feels like this like epic waste of time. Yeah. With these people. Like, so
1: what if you ask from the beginning what you're looking for or you don't sleep with them until you decide you want to be exclusive with them?
0: Well, yes, there's that option as well.
1: <laughs> that's what I do.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that's what it's like. But the thing is. Gives
1: me peace of mind for me.
0: Well, yeah, but when you try to be upfront about, like, so, like, what um, are your goals with, like, dating? Like, they don't know. So it's like, okay, fine. But also, like, sometimes, like, where I'm at now, where I've just been, like, sort of talking to people, it just sort of, like, evolves into this, like, thing. I just, like, find myself in situations with people. No, I know you, know what you mean, saying? but
1: dating helps. Like, the last guy I dated helped me because I didn't know what I was looking for. So when I started dating him. And then dating him made me realize that I do want to look for something serious, just not with him. You know, I do want something
0: serious, but, but it's now like,
1: I know that after dating him. Mm-hmm. Just not with him.
0: Yeah, but this last person, I didn't anticipate dating him. I just started like oh like randomly we we're like just like talking about stuff. And then it was like the next thing you know, we're like, oh the thing, you're dating likes
1: or wants and all that, it can change as t- time mm-hmm. goes on. And people sometimes are like, oh I thought I wanted to date this person, now I don't or dating that made me realize I'm not ready for something and so on. But yeah, it's hard. But I rather, to be honest now, just be honest with someone and just ask them. But I have noticed with everyone that I date, if I don't sleep with them, it's kind of really easy to tell right away who's sticking around to try to actually date me versus who was just trying to sleep with me. Because whoever was trying to sleep with me, they're going to stop texting me and that's cool. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I told them because people sometimes think when I say to raise your standards, they think that that means that once you love yourself and you raise your standards, then everyone's obsessed with you. But no, it helps you weed out the people that are not right for you faster. You're still going to get quote unquote people are. Some people are gonna say, "Okay, those standards are too high." Cool, bye. And you yeah. love yourself enough to say bye. Like I'll text if a guy's only text me at night, I'll be like, "I'm not interested in coming over your house in the middle of the night." And the guy's like, "Okay, good to know." And then he said something else. Never respond. Never heard from him again. Cool, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's how you kind of weed out who's not looking for the same thing as you.
0: Exactly. I don't know how these ones keep slipping through cracks. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Like I'm not on apps. Well, you're so new to dating. You haven't dated in 12 years. You're adapting. Right. And dating has really changed. I mean, I get so many questions
0: if the Toms are gay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I would like to scroll down. I mean, definitely, like... like They're probably making us jokes, obviously. Yeah, no, but it's like... They may as well just, like, be, you know, life partners at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're pretty much done. So I guess the last question would be... What's something you're excited for in the future? But I guess I already know the answer. Besides sandwich shop,
0: I'm excited about like sort of the unknown. I like that like I don't know what's next or what's going to happen, and anything can happen. You know what I mean? That's so. That used to scare me. Like I I used to like that. Like you know, I was like settled and things were going to be figured out. I had the house and the husband, and I was like, oh my god, I'm good. Then when I was getting divorced, I was like, oh my god, like what's going to happen. Like I don't know. Like I'm just going to be on my own and like it was terrifying but now I'm like oh my god no this is actually like liberating and exciting that like who knows.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. You're just starting over and you're so yeah. content about
0: it. Like I'm, I like, might freaking be out yeah. For you. <laughs> like I might be like I might still be like alone great I'd rather be alone and happy than in, with the wrong person. Yeah. That's for sure because that's I've been there, I've done that and it's not fun. <laughs> so if I'm just single and, you know, running a sandwich empire, then great. If I meet someone, great. Either way, I'm going to be good. So So you still believe in love. You still want marriage. You still want kids, marriage and kids. I could go either way on, depending on who I meet. Are you scared to get married again? No, I don't want to get divorced again. So if avoiding marriage will avoid that, that's fine. But like, no, I mean, like I, I would like to meet someone and like have the rest of my life with somebody. Like I still believe in like that kind of love and that kind of like partnership with somebody are your parents together no I also know that like that's really you know rare I also know that like I will walk away from something quicker than the last time so
1: that's true are your parents really proud of you of everything you've accomplished yeah do you have an idea when the next season is going to air no idea definitely next year I just know that yeah, no, yeah. I, that's what I've been told. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know more than I do. Yeah. So definitely tune in next year, I think, beginning of the year when it should be airing. <laughs> I, guess I, I know from Sheena's team.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's that. It's uh, any- usually sometime in the beginning of the year. So.
1: Yeah. Anything else people should look forward to aside from your shop opening, hopefully, before this year ends?
0: No, I mean, no.
1: All right, cool. Where can people find you?
0: Um, you can find me, I'm mostly just like on the gram. Which is? Music kills Kate.
1: Music kills Kate. Yeah. That's been your Instagram handle for a lifetime.
0: Yeah, since way before. You
1: just never, even no matter how large you got, you never was like, oh, I'm going to take my full name instead.
0: No, I just, yeah, Yeah. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Are you on TikTok? Yeah. And it's, that's just, I think Katie... Ex Maloney, I think it is. I'm not Are you by I'm any not, chance related to Post Malone. Kidding. No, mm. would it be cool if I was? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not even verified on TikTok. So, oh, you're not the verification on TikTok is like kind of wild. Yeah, I remember I forgot who, for whatever reason,
1: verified me on TikTok when I just joined, and then when I would try to post a video and I didn't know how to use TikTok yet. And I post a video and I would get like, I don't know, a hundred views, let's say. And then the first comment would be like, why the fuck is this bitch verified? She doesn't have any followers. (laughs) And then I was just like, okay, Vito, focus on that. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to be like, well, I have a meme account on Instagram. (laughs) Whatever. Well, now like anyone can verify
0: themselves on Instagram. That's true. So now
1: you can finally be verified, at least on Instagram. Well, I've always been. I'm kidding. (laughs)
0: Like, wait a minute. I've been. I'm kidding. Okay, well,
1: thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you guys, make sure to follow her. Make sure to watch Vanderpop Rules if you haven't. Uh, the new season's coming out next year. Her sandwich shop is opening soon. Soon. Soonish. Follow her and everything, and then you'll find out when it all comes out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay, bye. Have a beautiful day. <laughs>